Man, we did a good job on that video. Joey did a good yeah, job. Shake off video. yesterday a little bit. <laughs> What's that? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I should have been wearing some elbow pads and, and shoulder pads. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I think Ishan, Ishan should have gotten on with like a full football helmet on with the full cage. That would have been cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, guy, the guy's got some stones. They'll be willing to come back on. Uh, it's one yeah. thing if you're reaching out, but knowing that I was going to be on there, after how it went last time, you know, like you were a little more tamed. Although I didn't expect you to shift the way you did, Mike. You were a little what yesterday off on you a little bit. Yeah, rubbing <laughs> off on you a little no, bit. No, I mean buddy. there were some points that I just wanted to challenge him on because you know he 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 was trying to you know it, it was hard to pin him down on certain things, and so right. um, and that's always going to be the way. I mean, we're talking about you know. You know, somebody says, you know, don't talk in circles and the guy's saying a lot without saying anything. These are not, you know, as black and white, yes, no, you know, two plus two is four type of interviews and questions and answers, right? So there's always going to be a lot of, um, you know, interpretation and and trying to trying to drill down to a real point. So, um you know, well, not just, just that, but when you're also when listen, you know how hard it is just to like work and focus on behalf of like one or two people from the same area or with the same passion or whatever. You know, to be fair, dude's got people all over the world. You know that he's wor working with, and and everyone's trying to get on the same page and uh, uh, different ages and you name it. You know, different cultures, and so it's it's. Um, I know it's not the easiest of positions to be in. That's for sure. Yeah, it's not. But I mean, you know, the main thing is, and, and we're both trying to do the same things from different angles, is to understand what they do and what they're trying to protect, right? And the well, fact the that it's so difficult. I don't know. The, well, the first point is difficult for him to explain, which is why it always sounds like they don't do anything, <laughs> right? So, um, you know, and, and they talk about structure and things like that. And, you know, there's, there is some validity to that. You know, I know everybody wants to do a drinking game, you know, based on how many times they say the word structure. And I get tired of it too, because it's kind of sanctimonious. Uh, but because they're always talking down on the U.S. because we don't have any structure. <laughs> so that's usually the type of stuff that sends me on tilt. Uh, but I understand there's a lot there to try to explain. There's a lot of levels to what they try to do. I get that. But, you know, there's also something to be said when it comes to um, preparation and awareness, you know, and, and then being able to deliver that. And um, listen, I've never been around that lively group of guys who's in the General Assembly personally. Right. You know, but um, it's a boring group. I'd, I'd imagine their social skills might need some work. So, um, well, yeah, I mean, you know, that, that's, you know, that's why they're, you know, five, nine guys hole up or six guys or whatever it is hole up in these little ivory towers. I mean, you know, it's not, a, um, you know, it's not a, a, a real social group. <laughs> they're administrators. Administrators, for the most part, are, are relatively boring people. Now I'm going to get slammed by all the administrators out there, but what the hell? <laughs> They're, gonna, they're, type, they're typing their emails at you, Mike, right now as we speak. Yeah, they are. Um, no, but like I said, be, they should be busy administrating, not sitting here yeah. watching us anyways. Well, 
we got we got something along those lines um, from what we heard yesterday, which I was real surprised about. But we'll start at the beginning, Mike. So yeah, Ishan comes on. For those of you guys who missed it, you guys can check us out on our uh, on the YouTube channel, Pull Player Podcast. First off, before we get going, shout out to all these sponsors down here at the bottom and up top. We couldn't do it without um, you guys and without you guys who hit the like and the share button and help um, you know help support the page in that regard. So we'll start there. But um, we get him on the show. He agrees to come on maybe like a week or so ago. I'm going back and forth from emails just to kind of give you guys some, um, you know, kind of a, a backdrop. And and uh, I think Mike's first response was really, you know, and, and uh, so I, and I tell you what, when that when that email came in, I was real surprised. Um, but we immediately, you know, started doing our homework. Mike's used to doing homework because he's a professional journalist and I'm a little more rough around the edges. And so. Um, but I really, the game plan for that, for the interview was, cause I know there was a lot of talk. Why didn't you respond to this or that? You know, it's, I wanted to get answers to specific things and I didn't want it to go off on like, you know, if we have 30 ish questions and we go off on, on two to three minute tangents on each one, you know, getting into an argument, we're not going to get anything accomplished and we're not going to get yeah. any answers. Right. So, um, you know, silence on our end was at least on my end was, uh, a real deliberate, uh, effort there, but uh, we started off talking about the vote, Mike. We asked how it went. Um, not surprised because he did mention the fact that um, along the lines of what Shane Tyree said, it was not a unanimous a unanimous decision. We had BCA on the record, so we at least know they were one of the ones um, who did not yeah. want to vote in favor of, of banning Mike. What, what were any takeaways um, from that whole sequence and, and um, kind of how we tiptoed around the fact that, um, you know, how did those discussions go? Yeah, I think that, you know, I would have liked to have known a little bit more. I mean, he didn't say it. I, I've heard through, through a couple of different sources that the vote was actually five to four. So it was like it was right there. Uh, but that said, even if the vote had been five, four in favor of not instituting a ban, we know that Europe and Asia still would have done their own bans on their players and their federations. Right. So it really wouldn't have done anything. That's why I tried to get him to explain why they felt the need to impose Asia and Europe's will on the U.S. and South and, and Africa and South America and these other continents that don't have that governing structure that, that the rest of these guys have. So then you're saying, why not let it be something along the lines of, if you want to do it, do it. If right. you feel like you, and if, if we don't like want to do it in the U.S., we don't do it. That's, so that's what I was the... trying to get him. And that to me was, we, we tried to get him to talk about what the options were, what the alternatives was. And and he was smart in saying, really, I, I don't want to talk about what the alternatives because we didn't do any of them. This is what we went with. This is the this is the road we took. This is what I'm sticking with. Okay, I like I, efficiency, I Mike. I'm not going to argue with the guy there. Yeah. <clears throat> so I, I get that point. But, but to, what I was trying to get him to understand or try to get him to explain was, why the need to impose that will on these other continental federations that don't that, that don't provide this the the government funding that these that Asia and Europe do right so um, it would have been real easy for me for them to just say you know okay we're not going to impose any sanctions Europe you're going to do what you want to do Asia you're going to do what you want to do U.S. you don't have to kick Shane Van Boning out of the world championships because Asia and Europe don't like the way things are going down. Yeah. And, and that was a common theme was just, 
um, like not just the inequality when it comes to maybe support that each player gets within their federation, but also the very um, it, it there was nobody there was no uniformity when it came to everybody had to follow this this way or everybody had to follow it that way. Obviously, everyone's got that deadline when it comes to March, but pretty much what I gathered from from yesterday is that any federation can do whatever they want as far as uh, sanctioning goes between now and then, and it's at their own will, whatever they decide to do, and their players just have to deal with it. But by that deadline, if you're not imposing sanctions, you will be. That's essentially what I gathered. Yeah, right, right. So it's, you know, it's after March 1st, everybody falls under under that, under that rule. And I just didn't see the point to that. I didn't see the point to that at all. No, neither did I. And it's it just seems like if you're going to, if everyone's getting together and getting on the same page, then be on the same page, right? Like if you can't even, if you can't even make sure your own house is in order, just making sure that everyone kind of sends the same message, right? Stands, stands together uh, in, in unity with these decisions, then how do you expect to govern things or get any respect to say, you know, we want to govern things. We want to grow things. We want to promote this. We want to do that. But yet your own house is essentially in disarray, you know, right. but, but you want to just, you want everyone to kind of look the other way or just shift the focus on, well, you know, none of this would have happened if Matchroom wouldn't have, you know, done what they've done. And it's, and, and that seems to be, uh, we'll get to that with Matchroom because, you know, they're not free of question on this. Um, and oh, here we go. Let's go. Well, I want to first. I, I see Jerry Rathman talk about it. It's, it's it's all about leverage, and the players are the only leverage they have. And you're 100 percent right. But what I'm talking about is like with a federation confederation like the BCA in North America, they don't they didn't want to have that. They didn't want to force that leverage on their players. So why did you make them? You know, these these Asian players and European players are still going to have to make a decision. Why did you make the Americans? Why did you make the the Africans? Why did you make the Australia? You know the, uh, the I don't know. I can't remember what the name of the federation is that handles Australia, and New Zealand, those those places. Oh, so, let me call. I can call my buddy Stu. Me and him get along real well. <laughs> Stu. <laughs> yeah. Get him on your show. Mister uh, Copy and Pasting uh, <laughs> Pro Bird Series. He's got a real important job. He's got his hands full, Mike. Don't worry about him. Yeah. Um, you know it's uh. I'm curious, though, and maybe this is something we should have asked them during the show, is that so let's say that some kind of resolution is is agreed upon. Right. So what's going to happen if um, with with these associations like the uh, like the Polish, like the Germans, like uh, the yes. Go ahead. No, it, it's are they still going to be able to to kind of live in their own wild west, so to speak? Yeah, they, they are. They can, but do, they can point- basically do whatever they want to do, no matter what. They, they, well, they are, but his point was this. His point was if you did something as simple as sanctioning for a dollar, whatever it is, come on, come on give me a hug. Then, then it's, then they have no reason to do that. Every, their, their federations are in compliance with the WPA rules, right? So, so at that point, Asia has no, um, reason or you know to to sanction 
Vietnam to sanction, well, they could have still sanctioned Singapore for doing a snooker event, but uh, they couldn't tell players they can't play in a matchroom event because it's WPA. They can't tell players they can't play in a WPA event. So it's it, to me, it's that uh, he was trying to say it's it's this simple. All those problems go away if there's a little WPA stamp in the corner of each of these events. That's all. I mean, I can Photoshop. I can Photoshop the logo, Mike. <laughs> Quick, yeah. you know, and I can send it over to Stewie, and and he can he can post it on their Facebook page. But I get I get that part. Relevant. I get that part of their argument. It's like, listen, just you know, let's just do this that that way that everybody's still in compliance, and we can still have our IOC benefits, and we can still have our WPA tournaments that are not run by Matchroom, and players can go play in any tournament they want. Okay, so that's that's their argument on the one side. On the other side is Matron's argument that we're a separate company with a separate tour, a branded tour, and we want to run it the way we want to run it. So to me, the, the, the get together is Just stay how, out of can, the how can you do those? How can you do those two things? How can you do it those two things? If you put your ego to the side, it seems pretty simple, you know, fundamentally, Mike, you know. But it, it seems does. like it's a lot of it's it's it a lot like of uh, it seems like it's very simple, and uh, so what's the, what's the sticking point that you see? Yeah, I mean it's, uh, I think I think there's just a lot of damage that's been done, you know, between the two, um, over this last year, especially since everything's kind of gone down. I feel like it, everybody was, <clears throat> I feel like everybody was playing poker, and nobody thought that. Uh, they knew that they had the ability to exercise it, but I don't think anybody thought that they were going to exercise it. You know, like that was always the ace up their sleeve. And I, I, don't, I don't think Matchroom right. thought that they would ever take it there. And I, and I feel like the WPA knew that this is the only way, this was the only move that we've had because everyone's bailing on our events. We're just a complete pun, a complete joke around the world, right? For And, and they'll use this, like sympathy angle of, well, this is the way it's done under, under a different regime for the last 20 years. That's not us. We're changing. We want to do this. We want to do that. But it's still no better, um, and at least up until this point. And to be honest, you still I still can't tell you with a straight face exactly what they do, right? And that's still a big issue for me. But we're, I think from like a public standpoint – I don't, I'm not going to give them shit about it because I just want them to allow the players to play, right? Because even if they go and rubber stamp it, I'm still not going to know what the hell they do. I'm still going to think they waste you know, money on things and, and they don't accomplish shit. I'm still going to think they're terrible at promoting. I'm still going to think they don't handle so many things within their constitution that are stated in there, like growing outside sponsors, like growing the game, promote, you name it, right? X, Y, and Z. I'm still going to believe all those things, but... I don't care anymore about that because I just want the players to be able to play, right? And so if Aishan is saying, hey, listen, we're willing to not accept any money, right? If Matchroom is willing to come back to the table, if they're willing to talk, we're willing to uh, sign any contract tomorrow uh, without any financial compensation, we really got to find out what's the issue on, on Matchroom's end. Um, yeah. That's you know, I mean, to, you know, that's to, the way I think we've I think we've browbeat you know WPA <clears throat> to death. Okay, we so we've been we've been hammering one side of this of this equation, 
Um, and it's time to get the other side in and say, okay, if, if this is all true, if this is all, what's, what's the issue? What's the problem? No. And I can tell you, from- and he said yesterday, yeah. the problem was, was a stipulation of, you know, a word like ownership. Okay. Right. And, and if that's the problem, then, then the other side's got to come to the table and explain to us why that's so important to them. Yeah, we, we can't have, um, it, it, it seemed like, because I was, you know, speaking with, um, you know, matching leading up to it. And it sounded like there was a sincere effort to want to get this resolved as well. Of course. You know, to, come, to come back and, and, and just to be fair on, on their end. Um, that's why I said, you know, during the interview, you know, they reached out twice prior to the band coming into effect because that's what I had heard um, from reliable source. And, um, <clears throat> it's important to mention because it shows effort, right? So I'm not, I don't think it went to anybody's spam box, Mike, you know, so we, we got to find out, um, exactly what happened there, um, to just continue those waters to flow, you know, because right now everything is just kind of ran dry, uh, for whatever reason. So, um, <clears throat> following up, Mike, we asked about the votes. We asked about federations and who voted where. We never really got any answers. One of many um, things that were just kind of tiptoed around. And I get not wanting to throw anyone under the bus. Um, I know we know for a fact of, well, at least federations like the ACBS, the Polish Federation, I'm pretty sure voted in favor of banning. I reached out to the Polish Federation maybe like a month ago. I followed up with them again uh, yesterday, and I'm following up with them again later this week. I want to try to get them on the show, Mike. And I and I know you know somebody, Mike. Know you got <laughs> to know. You got to know somebody. I, you know, I know a lot of people. They don't listen to me, but I know a lot of people. Uh, we no, gotta, <laughs> I'm, I'm, call, I'm calling in the favor, Mike. I'm finally calling in the favor. Well, you know, we ain't talking about trying to find out who voted which way. Well, no, I just I want to talk with them. I'd like to talk with the ACBS. I'd like to talk with the Polish Federation. I'd like to talk with two two names that have been consistently around um, the rumor mill for the last 30 days, right? Because although we've heard all these threats coming from the ACBS side um, leading up to Hanoi, right, because of, of territory or whatever, um, it seemed like the Polish Federation were the ones really trying to flex on these players and threaten them to not attend and I've heard that there was some pretty serious repercussions if they if they uh, uh, went went against that, Mike. Yeah, give um, me my money back. Give me my money back. <laughs> give me my money, money back. And you know that. And again, I don't. You know, listen. If you have to take take WP out of uh, WP out of the equation and say you're the Polish Federation, okay, right. you go to your government every year. Your government puts in $6 billion into the sports program. Okay. Each sports that's in the government's program gets X percentage of that $6 billion. Okay. Right. You're the Polish Billiard Federation. You get a half a million dollars. You get $100,000, whatever it is. Okay. And for that money, you're expected to develop programs for youth, develop coaching programs, take your top players, send them to WPA events because the, the WPA is tied to the IOC, and that's the rationalization that governments use to put money into these programs, right? Yeah, no, I know that it, it drives people nuts, but that's the way that's the way it works. I get it. I okay? get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, 
you're a player and you sign a contract that says, okay, I'm going to, I'm, I'm a Polish National Federation player, and I'm following these rules. And for these rules, you're going to send me to all the WPA tournaments. You're going to send me to all the European, uh, all the Euro Tour events. Uh, you're going to give me money for education. You're going to do things like that, okay? Which are all great, and we've all and 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 to and when you sign that credit. contract, you say I'm not going to breach this contract. Now you go play in something that the W that the Polish Federation doesn't authorize. You breach that contract. Give me my money back. Okay, that that's not unreasonable to me. So, don't sign the contract. Now, so that's the that's the position these players are in. It's like, okay, I got to pick my poison. I don't like playing for the federation, but I get a lot of you know, I get enough support yeah, but they to were, make this listen, a difficult but, decision. Those federations were recently empowered enough to say we're gonna we're gonna make this move now. And it's they've no, always had that. Power. It's they just didn't yeah, have it, they didn't it, have they didn't need to do it until now. Yeah, but it's no coincidence that it went hand in hand with this general assembly that was coming up in Qatar, Mike. Of course. You know, of course. So, this is the first time that the general assembly's gotten together where they've said someone's threatening us by staging all these terms without us and taking all these players that are supposed to be, you know, beholden to us for what we do for them. We have to, you know, what do we have to protect ourselves with? We've well, talked our, leverage, our leverage is the players. Well, I've heard solutions being tossed around a lot, right? Yeah. Ed Ladawi yesterday had a great one, right? Have a percentage threshold where you have to play X amounts of WPA sanctioned events. If anything's conflicting, first refusal goes to the WPA sanctioned 100%. events. And, I, I, and, and then makes all the and, sense and that, in the world. That to me, Mike, doesn't sound unreasonable. Yeah. You know, and that guarantees you that you're going to have your horses there when you need them there for the most part, right? For a very strong section of it. And by, and by that, it might force Matchroom, I'd imagine, to maybe respect dates of certain events that are maybe a little bit more sacred than others, you know, because there is a priority list there, like European championships, although, you know, that's just the money grab. But either way, it's very prestigious to those, you know, to those uh, uh, people putting on uh, that event. Um, but it might be able to shift the conversation where everyone can kind of give a little bit. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, well, compromise. <laughs> is that the way to, is that the way to solve any problems? Maybe well, possible. Yeah. Something's going to have to change though, Mike, because the way that it's going right now isn't going to work. And, and, and I'm, I'm happy that, we have this, well, I'm not, I guess it's, we got the March deadline, but a lot of players are already affected as it is, you know? So pushing yeah. this conversation to happen sooner than later is of the utmost importance because, you know, there's going to be great events that are going to be coming up at the beginning of the year. Uh, and I don't think anybody wants to not see faces there that we expect to see. Right. Yeah. No. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, again, I'll go back to this. I, you know, I think we've beaten this side of the, of the equation to death time to get the other side into the conversation and find out what what's preventing this from happening you're gonna make I heard you i heard you know people mike i heard you know people <laughs> so I got, let's make it happen got a lot of friends mike no um you know for sure and that's and and that's where um, I feel like Ishan kind of put the ball into Matchroom's court because he didn't really leave any it's a, it's great. Exactly he, he did. 
he didn't really leave any gray areas to certain issues. You know, he said it point blank where he stood. He also, um, you know, went out and said at the, I'm, I'm in power to make this decision. So if they're willing to do this, I'll hop on a plane and I'll go sign the dotted line tomorrow. And I have the ability to do that. And I'll have the full support of my board to do that. So that to me just kind of leaves a lot of the question marks out of it. Um, I would hope then that everybody would have to fall in line. People who are not following, not falling in line right now under their umbrella. Um, and I don't want to say going rogue, but just doing things the way they want to do that, you know? Um, so, um, yeah, that's something that we, that I'm going to, I'm going to try to push for. Uh, I shot joked around about, well, Hey, you said, you know, about getting them two together on the show. And I, and I was joking around with him last time. But it was more to kind of feel him out if he was serious or not. I think he's a little more serious than I imagine. But if that's what it takes, I doubt it'll happen. I'd hope I'd, I'd be open to doing it, uh, or I'd rather just get Matchroom on here on their own right and just see what they have to say about all these things. Yeah, no, that, that would be the way to go for sure. Um, let's talk about let's talk about some other questions that were brought up, Mike, because uh, as, as Kyle mentions mentions in the chat. Um, something that really just kind of shocked me when I found out yesterday. And I know I heard this leading up to Hanoi where that, because I think there's uh, two ways to go about getting an event into a town, right? One of them is through the Federation, which would have been the ACBS. The other route is through the city, right? And so Matchroom goes through the city in order to get that event pulled off. Um, And I had heard that uh, the city was reached out to prior to the event to try to get the event canceled and boy what a shame that would have been mike right yeah, that, would have been horrible. that would have been horrible <clears throat> bad enough that they that they you know and, and that was more acbs than wpa going to it right and it wasn't and it, the acbs wasn't wouldn't have been the federation they would have contacted it would have been the vietnamese uh pool federation which was part of the acbs right so the the, the vietnamese pool federation was discouraged from dealing with uh uh matchroom in the event so then, yeah, I think the ACBS basically went to the promoters in Hanoi and tried to get them to clear the deal. And that didn't right. work. And that's when they went harder after the players. And all of a sudden, you know, 70 Vietnamese players pull out. So, um, so yeah, there was definitely a conscious effort to 70. obstruct. 70. At least. So conscious effort to obstruct the event. Uh, that's that's a little bit hardball, but you know, just judging by the letters we've seen from the ACS their members, a little yeah, bit, yeah. Uh, judging by what we've seen, you know, letters sent out by the ACBS to the members, these guys are like hardcore, hardcore. So, and again, I'm not, I'm not defending WPA and, and Mary Ishan to death, but but this is why Ishan saying, listen, if we just get the sanctioning thing, the ACBS doesn't have anything to bitch about. You want to take the ACBS out of the equation, you know, because the ACBS can do what they want as a as a as a but you know, Mike, Continental Federation and the WPA can't stop them from doing it. So, so what Ishan's saying on behalf of the WPA is, let's work this out with Matchroom where things get sanctioned, and then the ACBS has no bitch. Yeah, but that take them out of the equation. A, a, a move like that is is just so low for. In, in my mind, you know, that it is, I, I'd have a hard time saying, and, and I get the bigger picture of it, Mike. And I, and of course we love the players and all this stuff, but if somebody did that, you know, to me, I mean, I might, I got three words for you, Mike, I might tell you, 
You know? <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? And I think you know what three words that might be. You know? <laughs> and I and I may not want to go back because why would I want to work in any capacity with you? You know, that doesn't do anything to provide solutions. You know, and I kind of busted his balls a little bit at towards the end when it came to that, because that was the part that just blew me away. Number one, that he admitted it, but number two, that it actually happened, right? Um, yeah. And and so you're, and I, I said this yesterday about you know time being better served, um, but that doesn't get anybody anywhere. Moves like that, you know, that to me that just shows that, um, like you like my mom would tell me, you got no you got no shame, right? You got no shame in the things you're doing. Um, and so it's, it doesn't really get a whole lot lower than that in, in my mind, because that doesn't show any good faith as far as your interest being for the sport or for the players, Mike, you know, and why would I, that's yeah, you got, well, you got a leader in the ACBS who, you know, wants to be a power man, power guy. And, you know, that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's just too bad. Yeah, but I don't. I don't like. I mean, I, I know where it's coming from in that region. But if if they get empowered by the WPA, then it's just as much of their responsibility as as it is the ACBS. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, no, WPA's got to give uh, Continental Federation some autonomy, and the Continental Federations have to give the National Federation some autonomy. It's 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 like, you know, federal government, state government. Some decisions are yours. Some decisions are ours. Okay, you got to you got to leave some people some autonomy. But the WPA does have uh, things that it can do. I mean, the ACBS, this is the first year they've been the Continental Federation for Asia. Uh, how they got into power, that's under question for, for with a lot of people because it was the APBU before that. They got pushed out. They said it's because of no financial transparency on the part of the APBU. APBU says it was... They asked for financial transparency from the WPA and wouldn't get it. Whatever. Shocking. And, then the, Shocking. and then the Asian Pool Federation popped up to try to fill the breach. And they were moving along into a structure and got hijacked by the ACBS, which obviously, you know, had it must have had a lot of sway with with people in a the WPA. A lot of something. Get a lot of something or made a lot of promises. Uh, now, could the WPA go back and say, now they, they've only got one vote in the General Assembly when they would usually have two because they're on a probationary period, right? WPA could always go back to a probationary period and say, you know what? We don't like the way you've handled this. You've gone against these rules of ours or those rules are out ethically, however they want to do it, and and change. Yeah, but that but they don't have a history of, of, <laughs> of doing things too ethically regardless. Mike, I wouldn't have any good faith in that either way. And further and further well, they they, they I have a hard time I'd have a hard time believing that they'd be willing to do that just given the amount of money that's coming out of Asia and that's looking like it's going to be coming out of Asia in the next in the next few years. Yeah, but is that is any of that money coming out of Asia because of the ACVS? Because of this guy well, but if, Qatar, if, who if was it's, a if it, guy if until last year? If it's got to pass through their door. Well, it would have to pass through everybody's doors the Continental Federation. So, you know, if there's if there's stuff coming out of Hayball into WPA next year, it's not because of this new guy at the ACVS. So, you know, you can you can change your change change who's running the show in Asia. I don't think it's that easy, Mike. I'm guessing. I'm just assuming. It I'm might just, not I'd be. like to 
Yeah. Well, it was it was that easy for them to dump the APBU and pick up the ACBS. I didn't see. Yeah, a but lot there seems to be a lot of that. yeah. It, it it from what we from what I've heard, and I'm sure from what you've heard, it sounded like not only did that not end on the best terms, but it was a lot of pointing fingers both ways. You know, we've heard that the APBU wasn't putting on events, the APBU requesting for financial transparency, which they weren't getting. And it just seemed to like everyone kind of spinning their wheels. And, um, I'm and, just saying and those they are, change, that they, that, that, that changing who your lead group is, is not, it, it's been done before recently. So it could be done again. Who knows? Again, well, I don't know if that's the biggest problem. Well, but. I, when, when they showed up to the party, they sure did uh, <laughs> let everyone know that they were there. You know, oh, because yeah, they've made a they've made a, a, a lot of changes, a lot of strong and powerful moves that seems to have gotten the support, at least if, if nothing else, turn the turn the other cheek when it comes to WPA um, and things that are affecting players, you know, quite drastically. And, you know, we talked about Hanoi and what a special event that was. I mean, how great would it have been to try to get another 70 Vietnamese players in that field for a chance to be there on that Saturday and that Sunday, you know, mm -hmm. Um that, that would have been amazing, Mike, you know, and who knows what that crowd would have been like had there been, you know, that hometown player oh, there to, yeah. towards the end, right? Yeah. Um, so we know what kind of shift that makes just in sports. So um, what else What else kind of took you by surprise, Mike, throughout the throughout the course of that interview? Um, well, really, I mean, the two main things were, uh, uh, you know, them going after uh, allowing their federations to go after sites, that to me was the most egregious part. Um, you know, nothing else really surprised me. Again, it was, to me, it was more of a, okay, let, let me see if I can understand you guys better than I have in the past, which was not easy. <laughs> Do you feel like you, you, you got there? Uh, no, I mean, you know, a little bit more understanding than, than I may have had in the past, but um, you know, it, again, it, it, to me, the whole, the whole point of his, his discussion was trying to shift the emphasis to why don't we ask Matchroom why we can't work out a deal? Because if we work out a deal, all these other problems go away. All these other problems go away. The bands go away. ACBS goes away. European Backup Billiard Union goes, you know, the Polish Federation goes back into its hole. Whatever. All that takes, all that happens in one move. So he's saying, you know, I'm ready to do that move tomorrow. Okay. If if it if it don't smell right, Mike, it may not be right. <laughs> I, what what it, doesn't smell right about that? I don't know. It just it. I can't imagine that it's just that simple. You know, there's more layers to it than than what was presented would be my guess. Well, then we got to find out what those layers were, because 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 he's you know he told us that the layer is, you know, Matrum wanting ownership of Nineball, and so they won't deal with us because we won't give that to them. That. To me, it's that simple, or at least that's as simple as he's making it sound. So we need to find out if it's that simple. What are some benefits you see outside of the obvious of um, them getting back together and, and at least in good enough graces to, you know, not not to not to be any public issue? The benefits is that players play wherever they want, whenever they want to play it. Period. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks so much for stopping <laughs> yeah. by. But I mean, isn't that isn't that it? Isn't that the bottom line? This is what we've been bitching about yeah. the whole time. We don't want well, anybody to tell the players where they can or can't play. We want them to have as much opportunity as possible. So, you know, if they whatever get, decision, whatever decision allows them to 
play wherever they want, whenever possible. That's that's what that's what we're going to vote for, right? Yeah, offering up, you know, China and Qatar as a part of that deal sounded pretty good as well. You know, because those are pretty decent money added events, pretty strong regions uh, in pool. That's so. Really so to the be- question there is. The question there is, what does adding China and Qatar to the equation mean? Does that mean that Matchroom next year starts telling Qatar and China how to run their events? Who can play in them? Whatever. It's just here. You guys well, put up the if they, it, from there. Or, if or do they, they just sound- become one of those WNT ranking events? Well, I think from at least what I gather, well, I think either way. You know, when you talk about an event, you know, with that kind of money, um, then it's really a matter of what they what they decide to do between, I guess, Matchroom and the promoters themselves, right? Not WPA because it's not like it's their sanctioned event, but it's not their event per se. Um, and so, well, it's like all if, the other if, regional events under right, right now. Well, right? but so but at the same time, do. at the same time though, you know, you have to follow certain guidelines and criteria right so like the format would have to change right the way that they go into singles would have to change just things like that right just to fit into uh into those parameters right um but it sounded like that that's not an issue that's on there stumbling block. right so okay so put that one off to the side not a problem where the problem that's the problem let's get to it uh, but that's a plus you know it's a big that's plus what I mean. so this is yeah. you know i was um you know Here's throughout that. the course of the Good. No, 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 go ahead. <laughs> no, I'll wait because it's kind of it kind of it's off a little bit of a tangent. But no, 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 go ahead. I'm good with it. Well, you're good. Did you see the post on? Uh, and, and one of the things I was trying to going to bring up yesterday was how he's talking about bringing Hayball into the equation with WPA. The knack on the Asians in the past, different federations, different promoters, or whatever, is that. They nod their head, they nod their head, and they do whatever they want to do, no matter what. (laughs) So, you know, we've known that that was the APVU way. That was the old, you know, Philippines promoters way. It was like, yeah, 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 yeah. We're just going to do invite whatever we want. This is what we're going to do. So I see that as being, you know, potential. Then I see a post yesterday on 77 Billiards, one of the Filipino sites, about the Filipino team in the World Team Championship. Okay. okay. Filipino team of Carlo Beato, um, uh, Roland Garcia, Cheska, oh. and Rubelin. Right? So, and I'm like, well, that's, that's, yeah, the four man team. Yeah, I think it's a four, it was, it's a four player team, but they, I they thought it was, I thought three. It was I thought yeah, it was I'm three not sure, team. but or maybe, maybe Rubelin's a coach. Or, or she played last year. Anyways. They, this is who the site named. And what, what to me was interesting about that is we saw this letter from the ACBS saying that any player who played in Hanoi, right, is right. banned from national competition, representing your country, WPA stuff, right? Didn't it say right. that? Okay. Right. Roland Garcia played in Hanoi. Carlo Beato played in Hanoi. Right. And they're on the docket for the WPA World Team Championship in Puerto Rico. I find that interesting. Um, <laughs> someone's, I not, got no. someone's not listening to somebody. Well, I'm not telling somebody F you. I heard the same thing about Naoki Oi being on that list of players 
you know, that's banned. And well, was he played in Hanoi. Hanoi. So yeah, if he's, he's an a, Asian but, player, but, he played in Hanoi. But, but he is playing, uh, he is playing uh, in Puerto Rico as well. And leading up to the event, I had heard something similar because like a, a Aloysius Yap, right, banned from playing in um, in the World 8 ball, but was going to be allowed to play in the in, in Puerto Rico. You know, so I don't know what exemptions are made. There seems what to be. What are the events in Puerto Rico other than the teams? Uh, a men's and a women's, I believe. Check the WPA website. Stu did a good job of copying and pasting <laughs> that in there. Copy it. <laughs> I'm never going to stop busting that guy's balls, by the way, Mike, ever. Now. Nor should at, you. At this point, it's just too much fun. Um, so it's it's, it's, like, it's a men's, it's a men's open event. It's not a, a world championship, right? He's not right. representing his country. It's just an open event, so he can play in it. But he, but I tell you what, he probably he couldn't play in the probably couldn't play in the team's event because that's I a world thought, championship. I, it's a WPA world that. championship, right? So what's really interesting to me is that Beato and Roland Garcia are in the world the WPA world championship, and they played in Hanoi. I'm not trying to get him kicked out. I'm just, I'm just curious as to, you know, Roland, Roland is, this, is a is, Roland is is a choice worth having a discussion about in his own right. And I love Roland, really nice guy. Well, and yeah, let's forget Great. about whether or not this is the best team. It's just that players are being allowed to play that the ACBS said we're not going to be allowed to play. So well, is this is this that, a, is this a first piece of of the puzzle crumbling because people are saying f you, I'll play where I want. Well, it's no, it's no secret that Predator would want to have, you know, their right. best players playing in their event, you know? So, so is that a sign of the promoter having more power than the association? Well, do you think, let me ask you a question. Do you think Predator is more powerful than, than the WPA? Uh, good question. Let them, let them do all their tournaments next year without WPA sanction. We'll find out. Well, I think we might get there. <laughs> we might. A, we might. At least I've heard that's a possibility because I'm sure they're not in love with everything going on right now. No, can't you know? be. Can't be. Can't be for it at all. But there there has to be. Maybe you can get someone from Predator on the record kind of clarifying that, Mike. Um, and and well, finding I don't out. I get these players in Dutch because because <laughs> I, I ratted them out. Well, I mean, you're no, just, no, you're I'm not, just kidding. You're, not, you're kidding. not dropping the dime on anyone. Everybody saw the players <laughs> list. They saw the bracket. They saw them playing in Hanoi, right? No one's gonna blame you. It's just explain how it works. It it it's off limits in in one area, but not. It's an exemption here. Yeah, I mean, because if they want to screw themselves over, they can start getting wishy washy on stuff, and and then you lose any leverage you had. Which I mean, is kind of what, it, you know. There's no consistency as it is, Mike. Right? I mean, no, no, nobody's towing any line or the same line. I should say they're. Well, they'll they're, find ways to rationalize whatever decisions you need to make. But any, all sides will do it. Both promoters will do it. WPA will do it. The federations will do it. Yeah, but the clarity makes a big difference because then it shows. Well, listen, who? <laughs> I, I, I'd imagine that there that it's at somebody else's expense, right? Because look, and again, I, I don't want to go back to who should be on the team here, but there's a lot. I could think of some pretty good non-Predator Filipino players who I'd probably put above Roland and <laughs> who, who should who should have a chance at representing his country first, Mike. Now, whether if they, if they you know, said, hey, I, 
I don't want the invitation or whatever. But these so kinds selected, of, of who matches, selected the players, the Filipino Pool Federation, the ACBS, the WPA, or Predator. run, run, read me down <laughs> those names of the Predator players again, Mike. Who are those four players? The, the players for Team Philippines, right? Right, just Chesco, I've got Rublin, Roland, Chesco, and uh, Carlo. Who's who's the Q sponsor for all those four players, Mike? I don't keep up with that. Well, I'll give you one guess, Mike. <laughs> I'll get, listen. I I'll bet you I'll bet you even money, and I'll give you one guess of who sponsors each and every one of those four players, Mike. Yeah, well, that's you know, coincidence. I think not, Mike. Not going there. <laughs> oh, that one's off limits. You went, you went like semi tilt yesterday, but that's off limits today, huh, Mike? Uh, no, I mean these are it, it. It just all this kind of shit just happens way too much in the pool world, Mike. It, it does. just does, and it, and it, and it's it does and it's because exhausting. it's a free for all. And if there's one but thing that I will con- commend, one of the things I will commend Matchroom for in the development of this fed this company that they came up with that has way too many letters in the acronym for me to even remember oh the pnc um, the wnt pnc whatever I like it I is okay. and, and the world nine ball tour is that it's something that they control from top to bottom okay and that's the problem with a lot of this other pool stuff there's no real control over it you know predator you know predator wpa uh, Canal Federations, t- t- whoever, everybody's got partial ownership. Okay, so what Matram does with their thing is this is ours and this is what we're going to do. And from that standpoint, I don't understand, to be honest with you, and let's, we need to find out about this, I don't understand this idea of needing to own everything that goes into a nine ball rack. I don't, I don't, I don't understand the benefit of that from Matchroom's point of view. Well, these are things we need to ask questions about, Mike. Well, what do you think? If that's the end game, if that's the Matchroom end game, is they're not going to play with the WPA unless they quote own nine ball, all things nine ball. What's what's the benefit to that to you that they don't already have? Well, but if WPA is saying that big fish like China guitar would would play under that um, would play under that world nine ball tour umbrella, if they don't, who cares? If they well, yeah, I mean, I I don't see such a big issue with it personally, you know, but it's not my my argument to be had. Oh, so what? So what I, what I really need to understand is what are we missing there? Well. I think we got. I think they we got still a, run their own tour, their own events, their own structure, whatever. And you know, if if WBO just allow the players to play wherever they want to play, then you know, Matram just goes about his business. But but you know, <clears throat> if Matram truly wants to quote <clears throat> own nine ball, yeah, I, that that to me is kind of a problem. Well, what do you feel like the issue is, Mike? I'll ask you the same question. I don't know. I think that I, I'm really curious as to what uh, what they think, what, what is so insistent about having them be the sole authority 
for all things nine ball. It's not. It's, it's not just rankings. It, it's. It just can't be. It can't be. No, because then they don't have to respect the WPA rankings that include fourteen point one. They, 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 they can. They can. Or even the. Or even the WPA nine ball rankings. Who who gives a yeah. shit? Whether well, I mean, nobody nine ball rankings in the World Nine Ball Tour nine ball rankings are different. Who cares? What's the value in that? I don't. That's from, that's from whose standpoint? From matchroom standpoint, yeah. standpoint, it feeds all of all of their invitationals. From matchroom standpoint, it feeds you know it's their their, their, their World Nine Ball Tour rankings already feed all their all their events. The, what difference does it make whether the WPA ones are a little bit different because China and Qatar are in there? Who cares? Yeah, I don't like I don't like assuming too much when it comes to stuff like that. You no, know? I don't either. That's why I'd like to ask questions and see what kind of answers we come up with. Because you know, the NFL doesn't own American football; they don't. Okay, but nobody confuses the NFL with the WFL. Nobody, <clears throat> if you're a potential sponsor or a fan or whatever a consumer, you don't confuse the two. The WP, the, the the World Football League doesn't dilute anything from the NFL. To me, it would be the same thing with the Matchroom World Nine Ball Tour. Nothing else is going to dilute the power that you have or the or your standing as the, uh, you know, as the group, the pro end of the game. No one's gonna. So so why is why is this other part so important? That's what I'm that's what I'm trying to figure out. Do you think we get a resolution, Mike? <clears throat> I think so. I, I would really like to think so. Uh, you know, it just it, it's just a matter of, you know, both sides feeling like they're losing something right now. So let's try to get it all back. It seems like from whether conversations publicly or privately that both are willing to give a little bit, at least that's what, 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 what I've gathered. Um, and whether it's from conversations with Aishan on here or, um, you know, private conversations with Matchroom otherwise. And, um, I'm hopeful for it. You know, um, I think now everybody realizes that the, I don't want to say maybe they didn't think it was as serious before, but, the reality of bans already happening and how it's affecting events. Yeah, no, the gravity you know, of the situation is, the is gravity, definitely yeah. far more obvious now than it was. And that's why I think both sides look at it and say, you know, neither one of us are coming out of this ahead. And again, when it comes down to it, the, our main thing is the people who are coming out furthest behind are the players. So stop it. Figure it out. Yeah. Neither right, one Mike. of them gives the players enough money to live. So don't try to control them. Neither side should try to control the players. Well, the players need to do, you know, need to take some some ownership in their own right and and kind of figure out a way to have a public voice and a stance together. You know, and I'm not saying go and start a union because I know how much of an uphill battle that is. But like they <laughs> they, they 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 have like it, it's. It's they're they're letting people dictate what they're doing, you know. They're they're allowing it when they could get together and and nobody's having a party without them. They're the they're the one thing, you know. No one's gonna want to have a tournament. No promoter's gonna want to have a big tournament with this much added money and all this money in production and promotion and all this when there's when there's no players there. 
you know? Right. So um, then I think everyone's starting to maybe realize that seriousness um, that's on the horizon. So <clears throat> hopefully we don't get there. We're going to continue to um, uh, try to have more conversations about this. Um, and we'll go from there, you know? I'm, I'm, I want to get more players, though, on the record if, if possible, although I don't want to make them feel too uncomfortable because I know it's their livelihood and I know they don't want to burn bridges. But I feel like that's one of the key pieces that's missing from all this, Mike. You know, we've had the Shanes and some of these other guys who are saying they're pro matchroom, but. Um, well, those those are easy ones. That's, you know, that's that's yeah. that's not a tough decision for them. They've got nothing. They're not losing anything. Right. But uh, but, you know, again, you get some of these a few of these Asian countries and you get some of these European countries and these players are really stuck, um, you know, with having to make a decision that they're going to lose either way. And they know it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, buddy. Um, Text message from Dennis Grabe this morning talking about his situation. And yeah, and he, you know, he doesn't get a lot of money from his federation. He says he gets maybe about 5,000 a year. Uh, but you know, so it's, it's not a real big thing, but, but he's still kind of don't, not hundred percent sure which I'm going to go. Is it going to affect my sponsorships? Is it going to affect this going to affect that? You know, so they're all going to have to make decisions and no matter what decision they make, they're going to be on the losing end of some of it. I wonder what, what he's talking about with those sponsorships. Is it outside of predator or is it just a concern? Yeah, yeah. Any other kind of sponsorship that he gets, you know, from, local or national countries in Estonia or someone who puts a patch on his sleeve or whatever it is outside of a predator or a Q company. Um, yeah, things like that. So, you know, it's just, it's tough to put him in that position. And there's a lot of players that are like that, Mike, right now. A lot, a, a lot, a lot of players. Yeah. You know, it'll, it, it will affect so many different avenues because the eyes on certain events aren't the same, Mike. You know, you don't get. Well, and I think that that primarily affects Q sponsorships and and billiard uh, entity sponsorships. I don't think you know Joe's bail bonds who puts a patch on my sleeve is going to feel the big. Are they, effect are they looking? Are they looking up their stable, Mike? Do you want to be <laughs> Joe? I'm at the top of the chain there, but yeah. they put that on my sleeve. They're not really going to feel the effect of whether I play on the matchroom stage or whether I play on the WPA stage, right? But but a Q company like a Predator or a Q Tech or a lot of these other Q companies, Perry, that are jumping into the, the fray now, yeah, those exposure numbers make a difference for sure. Yeah, for sure. It, it does massively. You know, we've seen – we saw we saw Hanoi, and, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what the next three yeah. to six months is going to look like. I mean, I can't wait to see what the Moscone Cup is going to look like. You know, so I want to go to Hanoi. Uh, oh, more than anything, more than anything. Yeah, <laughs> that looked like I never so much said that before in my life. Yeah. Um, all right, we'll have more discussion and follow up in the next coming weeks. I think I'm going to try to get Tyler on here in a little bit because um, he's finally free and we're able to coordinate it. So stay tuned. Keep your notifications on. We appreciate all you guys for hanging out with us. We'll have much more on this and, and other topics. So thanks a lot for hanging out with us. Hashtag up, the takeover. The takeover. <laughs> Hashtag the hate. The, the we're, hate already, we're already we're already public. We're already.